Ladies and gentlemen, the Brett Pack is back. Simon Head joining you once again. Hope your weekend went well. Hope you caught up with plenty of MMA. Yes, I know there was no UFC. I know there was no Bellator. And Don Davis. Yes, I know there was no PFL. He DM'd me to tell me this when I tweeted that there was no UFC or Bellator. He's like, there's no PFL as well. I know. Suffice to say, the big hitters in global MMA were not putting on shows stateside this past weekend. The uninitiated might have thought it was a gap week. It was not a gap week. We had so much great stuff on offer. Cage Warriors bringing a double header of events from Colchester, Essex. We will talk about that in a minute. KSW delivering another spectacular night of fights in Łódź, Poland. Marius Pudzianowski putting all 257 pounds of muscle into a huge uppercut knockout of the former middleweight champion, Mikhail Matello, who is probably regretting moving up two weight classes to take on the former five-time world's strongest man. Check out my Twitter feed. If you haven't seen that knockout yet, the video is on there. And as I put in the tweet, when a five-time world's strongest man hits you, you stay hit. And uh, Mikhail Matella needed needed quite a bit of attention uh, to bring him round after that huge, huge uppercut, monster knockout from the big man. That was a good event. If you can check out any highlights of that online, I recommend you do so. There was some good stuff. Uh, at KSW 70 in Łódź, Poland. But the majority of my attention was on Colchester, Essex. Cage Warriors bringing a double header of events to the Charter Hall this weekend. Friday night was an unplugged show. So what that meant was there was no paying crowd on Friday night. It was very stripped down, uh, invited special guests only. But there was absolutely nothing stripped down about the action. It was an absolutely superb night of fights. I think there was one decision in the entire fight card at Cage Warriors 137, and that was a decent fight. Tanyo Pagliariccio defeating Benoit Blanc by unanimous decision in a thoroughly entertaining fight at flyweight. The rest of the card, it was stoppages all the way. Omren Shaban with an anaconda choke got things started. Shaib Youssef, former IMAF amateur world champion from a few years ago, I think it's 2016, 2016, 2017. Huge knockout, some uh, educated knees from uh, Shaib Youssef getting the job done against uh, Mikhail Falk. Uh, first round, just over half a round he needed to get that done. That was his Cage Warriors debut. And uh, he's been one of those guys who I've seen sort of bubbling under the surface for a while since he came through the IMF ranks. He's got some real talent. And now he's at Cage Warriors level. Let's see just how far he can go because we know what the next step is. If you get, if you get to Cage Warriors level... You get yourself a belt at Cage Warriors level, the big guns are going to be calling. The UFC will be calling. Bellator will be calling. You're going to find yourself on that world stage sooner rather than later. So really looking forward to seeing just how far Shaib Youssef can go. That was his debut with Cage Warriors, and it was a pretty darned impressive one at that. I mentioned Pagliariccio getting his victory on the scorecards against Benoit Blanc. Blanc, tidy little fighter. I think give him a few more fights. And uh, I think we'll see a lot more out of him. But Padley Riccio just had a bit too much for him and he got the unanimous decision. Two 30-26s from the judges gives you an idea of of uh, how he kind of held sway in that fight. It was his striking that really got the job done there, just keeping Blanc at the end of his strikes. Adam Cullen, ladies and gentlemen, this man is... If, you, if he isn't on your radar, go on UFC Fight Pass, watch this fight and watch his previous fights for Cage Warriors. He is definitely one to watch. He's definitely someone who, 
I mean, he needs to be moved up in level because he's smoking absolutely everybody they're putting in front of him right now. Ian Dean is one of the best matchmakers in the business. He knows what he's doing. And uh, it won't be long before Adam Cullen is in the championship conversation if he's not there already. Um, took 81 seconds this, this weekend to defeat Arno Kafala via Anaconda Choke. He dropped him after nine seconds. So this gives you an idea of what kind of finisher we're talking about. And uh, yeah, he's absolutely deadly. And uh, he's absolutely full of confidence as well. And he's he's going places, make no mistake. He's the latest one to come off that production line at next generation in Liverpool. He's a, a potential champion in the making. Keep your eyes on him if you weren't already. Co-main events are a debut for the Netherlands' Dan, Dan Duis or Dice. Forgive my pronunciation. He defeated Bogdan Babu via first round triangle choke submission. He pulled Craig in, basically. Uh, decided he was going to put his back on the mat. Lured Babu in. Babu's had a lot of fights, but he was still a little bit headstrong. He fancied his chances at uh, unloading some ground and pound from inside uh, Dice's guard and uh, played straight into the Dutchman's hands, or should I say straight into the Dutchman's legs. Wrapped up a triangle choke, two minutes, 55 seconds. And uh, Barbu was tapping like Fred Astaire. That was it. First round finish. Very, very, very impressive from Dan Dice. And then the main event, Matthew Bonner, former middleweight champion, taking on Joel Kouadja in a catchweight fight. He's on his way down from 185 pounds to 170 pounds, is Matthew Bonner. And uh, this was just a another step in that transition. I think he's put himself in line now to uh, to potentially be the uh, the next challenger. Once they've actually crowned a new welterweight champion, that's coming down the line as well. Justin Berlinson and Reese McKee are going to fight for that vacant belt in Belfast, Northern Ireland, a little bit later this summer. Matthew Bonner might just be the next man in line to take on whoever wins that fight. Hugely impressive performance again. All pressure. Against a guy who's heavy-handed, got decent strikes on him, but closed the distance on him, ground him down, and uh, got the finish via second round rear naked choke. Superb performance from Matthew Bonner, the former Cage Warriors middleweight champion. There was another Cage Warriors middleweight champion in action the following night at Cage Warriors 138, which had a paying crowd, much more of a lively atmosphere in the arena, and uh, a whole load more finishes um, in, in that fight card. We have three more impressive finishes. Oban Elliott, the, uh, the Welsh gangster, getting it done early via rear naked choke submission against Hercus Lucusianus, usual spelling for those of you out there. Uh, good performance from Oban Elliott, got the job done. Super impressive and then started hulking up for the cameras. Uh, pro wrestling fans would have enjoyed that. Uh, Tom Mearns getting a unanimous decision against Orlando Wilson-Prince. That was a close fight, but a really entertaining fight. And uh, Tom Mearns, we had a bit of a rough time of it during the pandemic, losing a couple of fights in a row. Let's turn that form around. And uh, he's got himself a few wins in a row now, which is good to see. 29-28s across the board for Tom. Then it came to the co-main event, which was one of the fight, the probably the most eagerly anticipated fight on my card for the weekend. Former flyweight champion, Luke the Apocalypse Shanks, taking on Josh Crazy Horse Reed at Bantamweight. So Shanks moving up to bantamweight to take on Josh Reed. And it, it was a really, it was a case of how will Shanks do moving up? Uh, he was kind of tight at the weight at 125 pounds. I think 35 felt like a natural fit for him. 
on paper at least, but how would he do in practice against a high-pressure fighter who throws a lot of strikes and has heavy hands in Josh Reed? And uh, in short, he did bloody well. <laughs> Finishes Josh Reed via first-round rear naked choke. Got wild very quickly. Went to the mat, which is where Shanks really thrives. But the some great scrambles on the mat between Reed and Shanks are kind of exchanging positions back and forth a little bit. But eventually, Shanks took Reed's back, locked up the rear naked choke. And that was it. Job done. Three minutes, 41 seconds and a big, big win for the apocalypse. The man who walks out in a industrial strength gas mask. And uh, yeah, no, he looks he looks like he's an instant contender at 135 pounds. His his pressure is going to bring a lot of problems for people in that weight class. So look out for a big matchup for him next time out. And we talked about middleweight, former middleweight champions. Uh, Matthew Bonner getting the win on the Friday night. Another former middleweight champion, James Webb, fighting in his hometown, no less, uh, was in the main event on Saturday at Cage Royals 138. It did not go his way, unfortunately, for James Webb. Knocked out, and viciously so, by Italy's Leon Aliu. It took him just 102 seconds to do so, and uh, it was it was a vicious, vicious knockout. And uh, you always know it's a bad one when they come round and they have no idea why the fight was stopped. And they're questioning what's going on. Um, it was a good stoppage from Mark Goddard. There was no, certainly no question marks over the finish. It was just a very impressive performance from Leon Aliu, who has immediately uh, parachuted himself into the championship picture at 185 pounds. Lots to digest from Colchester. A really good double header of events. They're heading stateside next, Cage Warriors, for another show in San Diego. And then after that, it's over to Belfast, Northern Ireland for that uh, fight for the vacant welterweight title. Justin Berlinson and Reese McKee contesting that vacant title. So loads going on domestically, but we had some big news actually just before I decided to hit record. The Bellator doubling card is filling out absolutely beautifully. And uh, the latest edition is another good, good fight and looks like it's going to be the main card opener. Liam McCourt, the curse, is back in action against Diana Silva. Diana Silva, ranked number nine in the women's featherweight division at Bellator. She's one and two under the Bellator banner. Her one win coming against Janae Harding, who is, pre, who is currently ranked eight. Diana Silva is ranked nine. That's a, a wrinkle of the, uh, the rankings. She's actually beaten someone ranked above her, but there you go. She's lost her other two fights under the Bellator banner, but they've come against two of the very best that Bellator have had at 145 pounds. Arlene Blenko has defeated her. Arlene Blenko, three-time featherweight title challenger, and uh, she she also took former featherweight champion Julia Budd to a split decision uh, back on, I think that was a Bellator debut. So Diana Silva is not to be messed with uh, and uh, that's going to be a tough test for Liam McCourt, who's currently ranked fifth in that Bellator women's 145-pound uh, division. Of course, last time out, she had an absolutely barn-burning fight with Sinead Kavanagh uh, at the Three Arena at Bellator 275. Kavanagh got the win, but it was a great fight, real back-and-forth matchup. But uh, as I say, Kavanagh got the win, and Liam McCourt now looking to bounce back uh, in a bid to improve her 6-2 and two record. So uh, that's just been added to the Bellator fight card. Have a listen to this. Benson Henderson versus Peter Queeley is your main event for Bellator Dublin on September 23rd. Great main event 
co-main, Melvin Manhoof versus Yoel Romero. That's probably going to end in a knockout. James Gallagher versus Brett Johns. It's probably going to end in a submission. Mads Bunnell versus Pedro Carvalho. That is an absolute banger at 145 pounds. Liam McCourt versus Diana Silva rounds out that main card. And the prelims are pretty tasty as well. Kieran Clark versus George Sassou. Brian the Pikeman Moore versus Aravaldo Lima da Silva. The pick out, uh, sorry, the uh, the pick of the prelims for me, Georgie Caracanian versus Kane Musa. That is a superb matchup at 155. Dara Kelly versus Kai Stevens. Kenny Mokonana versus Alex Bodnar. And Asel Ajuj versus Adam Gustav rounds out the prelims. That is Friday, September 23rd at the Three Arena in Dublin. That always delivers the goods in terms of atmosphere. The fans in that arena are absolutely off the hook. And uh, it doesn't matter who they put on the card. The fans at the Three Arena always deliver something special. So you can put that one in your diary. That fight card, I would imagine they're going to add maybe two or three extra prelims before the end of uh, before the end of the summer. But that fight card is looking pretty solid. And that main card looks very, very good indeed. Five dynamite matchups for Dublin. Looking forward to that one. Now, that's what's in the... That's what we've uh, we just brought you in terms of news on the events that have just happened and what we've got the Bellator Dublin event coming up. Let's look at this weekend. We're back at the UFC Apex. The UFC, uh, the UFC had a week off. Now we're back and two heavyweights looking to get themselves back into contention will headline at the UFC Apex this Saturday night. Alexander Volkov, who of course was submitted by Tom Aspinall in London last time out, taking on Jarzinho Rosenstreich who is a very, very dangerous man all the while he's standing up. And uh, that could be a real strike in war. Volkov, big, strong, likes to work from range. Jarzinho Rosenstroke likes to get in close and land those heavy bombs. That's going to be an interesting clash of styles between two guys who love to kickbox. The featherweight co-main event is a superb piece of matchmaking. Dangerous Dan Ige is on a bit of a skid right now. I think he's lost his last two, but he is a perennial contender. He's a tough, tough out for anybody at 145 pounds, taking on a man who really deserves a push. Movsar Ivlouev is undefeated. I think he's 15-0 and 0 now. And uh, the only knock on him, if you can even call it a knock, he's been a bit of a decision machine since he's joined the UFC. He hasn't got a finish in the UFC. What a time it would be for Ivlouev to pick up his first finish. If he can finish Dan Ige, that's a real statement. But the thing is, Nobody can beat the man. He's just technically so sound in all departments that he just goes out there and he wins fights. And you can't argue with people who have an undefeated record, 15-0, and 0, doing the business in the UFC. As I say, if you're being really picky, the only thing missing from his record in the UFC is a few finishes. But the man just keeps on winning. And if he beats Dan Ige, he's a serious contender at £145. Some other decent matchups on that card. Felice Herrig is on her way back. We haven't seen her in a long time. She's taken on Karolina Kowalkovic, who, to be honest, I thought had retired. So uh, it's good to see both of those uh, ladies back at £115. They're going to open up the main card at the UFC Apex on Saturday night. No British involvement on uh, on Saturday in this particular fight card, but still... These, these cards always seem to deliver something interesting. And as I say, those top two fights in particular, Danny Game Offside, Eve Lewis in the co-main, and Volkov versus Rosenstrike, they are most certainly worth your time if you plan on staying up on Saturday night or playing catch-up on Sunday morning. 
Um, we'll have a bit more on that, I'm sure, when we uh, when we get the lads around the table for the uh, Britpunk United Nations podcast. But uh, that's pretty much all I've got for you on the rundown this week. Uh, thanks to uh, to everyone for subscribing. Those who already have, if you haven't, now's your chance. Get on the Britpack.substack.com. You can subscribe on there. We will ping you an email every time we have a new show. You'll see there's loads of news on there as well. Fear not. You do not get an alert every time there's a new story. I deliberately turn them off for those so that I'm not spamming you with stuff. But news about British British fighters, British-based events, everything will be based on that website. And we have the Rundown Show on a Monday. We also have the United Nations show, which you can get either in video form or in audio form, both from that website. And if you like the audio podcast, you can get that from all the usual places, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, you name it, you can find it. So thanks to everybody for supporting the show. And uh, you can follow us on the socials at Simon Head on Twitter, at Simon Head Sport on Instagram. And uh, the show's Twitter account is at the Brit Pack MMA. Have a good week. Don't forget to check out the United Nations. And I'll speak to you in a few days' time. Yeah.